There is so much happening. Like two years ago when I first came into the role, the number one thing that drove me was the fact that I never wanted somebody to say there's nothing to do in Adelaide. Um, because I remember hearing that mm. about four years ago and I always used to think, like my mum used to say, you know, if you're bored, you're boring, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, you're on, you're on something, mum. There's no way that people can say there's nothing on in Adelaide because we make it our mission to put stuff out there. And we were looking at a list the other day of significant product that's opened in the last year or so. Like, it's just incredible and people need to, to get out and see it. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we are passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect and also to build business relationships that drive sales. Plenty would say that social media and business have a reluctant relationship. But my podcast guest this week, Brent Hill, is a firm believer that brands should be as social as possible and as human as possible. As Director of Marketing at SA Tourism Commission, Brent Hill is committed to promoting brand SA overseas and interstate. Two years ago, Brent took on the job with the mission to eliminate people saying, there's nothing on in Adelaide. Already, he has seen South Australia listed by Lonely Planet in the top 10 places to visit. In today's episode of Be The Drop, we discuss the importance of social media, essential strategies and metrics for successful marketing, and Brent reveals how South Australia is fast becoming a favourite tourist destination. This is Brent's version of Be The Drop. To deliver you with even more value from this podcast episode, we have created a Facebook group called Brand Storytelling Superheroes. Jump on Facebook and join the group today to access a range of our free resources to help you build success in your business. Thank you so much, Brent, for joining no me. The next episode of Be The Drop. We're here at SA Tourism Commission with the Adelaide Town Hall as our backdrop. Yes, very beautiful. We couldn't resist that. When we walked in and that's out the window, we thought, all right, yep. we've got to do that. Now, I know you've got two items of significance to get yes, us started. Yes, To explain a bit about your role here at SAUTC and your community and how that all connects. That's right. So the two items that I've brought in today, so the first one I've got is my little um, Qatar jet and the second one was Lonely Planet's Best in Travel 2017. And in here, um, South Australia was listed as one of the top 10 regions in the world to visit uh, for 2017. So the reason why I've brought those, those things in, obviously the plane, um, being uh, tourism nuts, we, we love airlines. And definitely the, like airlines is where things are at. If we can keep um, airlines coming in and, and direct air access, then that's fantastic for us. Means that we get a lot of tourists coming in. And Qatar was the first international airline to come in in my role. Um, I've been in the role about two years. And then with Lonely Planet, obviously that is awesome because you can't buy that. So that mm. just happens. And also that happened um, pretty early on in my career in tourism, which is, which is super. So we have maxed out on that in 2017. So for the tourism community, airlines and big PR wins like this, massive. 
Mm. But and so how does that all connect? So you get named by Lonely Planet, you know, top ten in the world. Yeah. What do you do with that? Um, it, it's an opportunity that you just can't waste. So we actually started with a big party. We had a huge party in the West End, which was great. About 5,000 people came and we just got the message out. So we had the Premier was speaking out. We had all of our international teams talking it up. We added it to all of our TVC, um, all of our digital stuff. We actually had, um, you know, everything was all related to being number five. So we had, you know, the five best regions that Lonely Planet um you know, Lonely Planet have called us number five region, so here are the five best regions in South Australia. Um, we had a whole bunch of content around it, and we literally just maxed out on it all year. Mm. So, and you've mentioned there are a few different teams. You've got digital, you've got PR. So perhaps tell us a little bit about how do you coordinate that together to distribute messages and yeah. where are they going? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a big team. We've got about 55 all up within my team, and... About 15 of those are based overseas. Um, the structure works really, really well. It's interesting when you think about tourism and promoting South Australia and you think, well, how does that have a brand? It's not Nike or Adidas or something. But we very much do have a brand. We have a philosophy of what we promote, how we promote it. But even things like you know, our font and our photographic style, that's really, really important to us. So you mentioned a couple of things there that I do want to unpack. Strategy, and you say it's very strategic. Is that an ongoing thing? What is your process around, you know, the marketing strategy, the brand strategy, and how do you go through that? Yeah, look, it is. It's very strategic, but at the same time, like one of the things that I really believe in is I think that it's about five percent strategy, ninety-five percent execution. And sometimes it's better to say, you know what, this is good enough to go. Let's get it into the market Um, because we can really overanalyze. But from a strategy perspective, we have three distinct markets. We have intrastate, obviously South Australians traveling around South Australia, interstate and international. So we have slightly different uh, strategies for each each of those. To an international tourist coming from say LA or London, they're really interested in things like wildlife, our food and wine, and getting out and about on our on our beaches and, and sort of seeing these beautiful unpopulated beaches. Um, but an audience in Sydney and Melbourne, they have uh, all of those attributes. So they're looking actually for our small bars, the vibrant beaches. So they want to see Henley Beach that's got a lot of people on it and where they can get a good latte and where they can stay close to the city. And then for interstate, yeah, they're looking for things that they haven't necessarily seen before. Mm. So slightly different strategy for, for all of them. So one of the different things that I was thinking about when getting prepared for this interview is around different audiences. So yeah. you've mentioned three key segments there, but even within those segments, yeah. you know, you've got different age groups, right. you've got families, right. you've got, you know, um, grey nomads, you, all, all your different groups within that. How do you then break down a communication strategy around such diverse audiences? Yeah. Well, I guess two parts to that, um, because one part, most of us here are, are really in tune with Ehrenberg Bass Marketing Institute philosophy, which is from UniSA, which is followed around the world. It was quite amazing. I was at an Expedia conference the other day uh, in the US, and the main keynote speaker was referencing um, University of South Australia research, yeah. which was really cool. Like, you feel really, you know, proud. Yeah, it's good. Um, and so one of the things that they say is, look, the, the key thing is, you know, you're after reach, so you need to keep sort of 
bringing people into the funnel. Because if you segment right down and say, well, I only want to talk to 30, like wealthy 35-year-old professionals, you're excluding huge amounts of the market. So from that perspective, we still go high-reaching media and try and get as many people as we can into that funnel to expose them to Adelaide and South Australia. But there are nuances, as you say. So there are actually some segments that we look at and say, well, okay, so the hardcore you know, nightclubbing kind of um, person that wants to go like a real party district, they're probably going to go like to the Gold Coast. We're not really going to have much for them. But if on the flip side, you're a 30-year-old who um, can appreciate a decent G&T, maybe wants, um, you know, a decent food and the small bar scene, then a slightly more sophisticated uh, environment, then absolutely Adelaide is for you. Much the same as like with families, things like man-made attractions and theme parks and whatever, we don't have those, so that's not what we promote. But the really um, beautiful family time of spending time at, at, at the beach or going up to Monato Zoo and experiencing the new 360 line experience, those kinds of things we've, we've got. Um, and for grey nomads, they just love everything about what we've got. So from that perspective, there, there are different things that we target mm. through potentially things like influencers. Um, but there also are segments that we don't. Mm. So in that way, you're kind of going in a general sort of communication, like you're keeping your message as broad as possible? Yeah, yeah, as, as, as broad as possible. Like we, we definitely try and showcase as much of the state as we possibly um, can. And we showcase, like within what we show, there's strategy within that. So to give you an example of that, a lot of people within South Australia haven't been to Kangaroo Island. They think they know Kangaroo Island. They go, okay, I've seen the Remarkable Rocks. I've seen Admiral's Arch. I've seen Seal Bay on TV or whatever. So I feel like I know. So our job then on the, the TV ad that we'll produce for KI is to show things like quad biking and sandboarding and gin tasting mm. and, um, you know, little new uh, you know, pizza bars and so on and swimming with um, dolphins because people don't expect that on KI and showing accommodation that's really high end. Um, so then people go, wow, I didn't think KI had that breadth of activity. Whereas for, say, somebody from Melbourne, um, you know, they're, they're more, they, they think KI is fantastic. They're really happy to, to pay the money to get over there. So then we show them the breadth of accommodation and the breadth of what's there. Then for like a German tourist, it's absolutely like Seal Bay, Remarkable Rocks, you know, the, 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 the big stuff that people go, wow, this is like a mm. zoo without fences. So there are subtleties within it, yeah. So how do you get to communicate those subtleties? Like where, how do you make sure that the German tourist is seeing the, that yeah. side of it yeah. as opposed to, you know, the South Australian that's already seen it? How do you make sure that you're putting those messages in front of the, the right people? Where, where you can actually do the segmenting really efficiently is in digital. Like it's incredible what you can do in that space. So, you know, we, we did a campaign, for example, with... Um, focusing on AFL matches for next year. So as soon as the draw came out for the 2018 season, we were able to target people from Collingwood, Richmond, um, Geelong, um, Essendon, the big, the big clubs, Carlton, etc., in in Melbourne. Because, you know, people like to tell social media everything. So if, if they were fans of that club, Facebook knows that, and we could actually pitch an ad specifically to them to say, come and watch your team play at Adelaide Oval. Mm. So you can get really targeted there, mm. um, which is cool. And that's where digital does it. Whereas more on the TVC side, we are a little more broadcast, but as, as you can see, like there's a slight 
um, strategy behind what we actually put in those. Mm. So, and then for you, it's about the layering effect then. So you've got multi-layers, which helps you yeah. target those different audiences. Because what you're talking about there with, with Facebook is very targeted. Yeah. 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 Whereas opposed to a TVC, you, you're not... You don't know. And, and we, can me- we can measure all that because, you know, on the TVC, we can have Webjet as our partner, um, whereas on the um, Facebook, we can have AFL Travel as the partner. And then we can assess those campaigns and say, well, during that month that we were on air with TV, how did Webjet go? And generally, we look for something like 35 to 1 ROI. We, we operate really commercially here. Um, you know, we, we're sort of like, because we're a statutory authority, we're, we're quasi-government almost, we, we really want to operate very commercially. So ROI is, is massive. In talking about those different channels, what channels are you using then? And is do you focus on one more than another or do you really need to use the mix of them all? Yeah, it is. It is very much a mix of them all. And we're fortunate enough to have a budget that enables us to roll across a fair amount of media. I would say, though, we tend to focus on... Um, still focus a lot on TV because even though it's very, very fragmented... Um, still the audience numbers that you can get. For example, um, we had ads that showed in Australia's Ninja Warrior, which went to like, you know, two million people. Mm. And still two million people these days is is enormous. With fragmented media, even more so, Mm. um, TV is really important. Um, So we do that. We do a lot with, obviously, uh, the the big social players, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. Um, We do a lot with Google, paid search. Um, Probably the ones that have suffered uh, have been a little bit more of the traditional media that's that's slightly less harder to measure um, in the things like uh, magazine, cinema, press, radio. But the great thing with all of those media is they've all adapted as well. So now the measurement that we can get through things like doing podcasting mm. with radio um, is fabulous. And with um, we actually just have done a deal with um, News Limited, which is entirely digital. So in amongst that, you, you know, you're talking about commu- communicating with tourists, people yep. that are coming here. What about on the flip side of that? Because obviously you're bringing them to, you know, SA as a brand, you've got a brand, but there's a whole element of that brand that you don't control, which is the, the providers, yes. the tourism providers yep. that actually operate, you know, right. operators. So do you have a strategy around reverse communication? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Like our relationship with our industry is really strong. We, we work really hard with industry. So um, we have well, a separate team to mine. Um, there's a team called Destination Development. So those guys work. Uh, so if you came along and said, I want to operate a, um, a B&B or, hey, I've got a small winery, I'm going to open a cellar door, those guys will work with you to develop that product up to a point. So that will include things like what's your market, who do you want to target, you know, what's your price points, et cetera. And then it gets to a point where it flips over to my team. The guys in my partnership team will work with you on where do you want to promote it, where do you want to price it, what's your commission, do you want to be um, internationally uh, ready. So that means like if you want to be sold in in China, for example, um, you would need to make sure you had commissionable product, you would need to make sure that you had some elements of your product in Mandarin, etc., And then in some cases, we may even take you with us when we go to China and put you in front of some of those, those travel agencies over there so that you can spruik your product and, mm. and go for it. So there's quite a concerted program to get people to that level. And I think a lot of people sort of think it just happens, but you can't, 
you know, we use the expression, you can't just wait behind the counter anymore because mm. um, people don't just walk in. No. Um, that you, you need to be putting your product in front of people and that involves going right to the source. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's just so many options now. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, not, not going to be feasible. Okay, so you've got, so you, you know, you, you've got efforts managing the operators and, and obviously communicating to get people to try and come. But what is it that you think really motivates people to, you know, they've seen the TVC or they're a Collingwood supporter and they've seen the Facebook ad and they go, I'd always wanted to go to the Adelaide Oval, it looks so great, they've done great things, I want to go and check it out. What's the trigger point? How do you get them to go from seeing something and liking that, you know, go, yeah, like the idea of it, to then actually getting bums on seats? Perhaps SATC, you know, 10 years ago would have just left it at the broadcast, you know, just put the big uh, images out there. But we work really hard now on conversion. So um, we measure conversion through, it might be that at the end of that ad, obviously there is, uh, you know, you can go with, Virgin Australia or Qantas or whatever it is to get here. But I'll use a digital campaign. The way that we work it with digital is that um, the tourist will actually say, yep, okay, that looks great. I clicked on SouthAustralia.com. That looks fantastic. I want to stay at that beautiful beach house on Air Peninsula. Um, so they click through. Then then we have a whole system inbuilt into SouthAustralia.com, a data warehouse. So that product will actually be sitting there. They can click onto that and, and actually book directly. So one of the things that we love is that, say, for example, this year in the first quarter, we've sent about 90,000 leads directly to operators, mm. bookings, in effect. Mm. Um, and that's, how, that's what we measure. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we can't just put a message out there and hope that people will book. We yeah. need to measure conversion. Um, so we... we like to think we're kind of like, you know, hotels.com or booking.com or whatever without the commission. And how important is it, you know, having that understanding, tracking it, using the data warehouse? How important is that for future relationships and building? It's critical, yeah. It's what we do now. You know, it, it's one of those things where now we can go back. Uh, there's a campaign we just did with Singapore Airlines. We hadn't moved the needle for about 10 years, more than any bit, about, you know, two, three, four percent growth. It had been pretty slow but steady. Um, and then we got 15% growth, um, which was great. It was a digital campaign that worked really, really well. Mm. We were selling tickets on Singapore Airlines flights. So going forward, that's the model that we're, we're taking. So we're doing that with Qatar, with Emirates, with mm. Malaysian. Um, we're doing it with Webjet and What If. So that's the, that's the great thing now is that we've got these campaigns that we are measuring to the nth degree. Mm. And we're being pretty ruthless. If we don't see that and we don't see that conversion, then we, um, we pull that out. When you're using digital communication, you know, and we've talked about there's a noisy market, there's a lot going on. Yeah. How are you going about getting human connection in that noisy digital space? One of the things that we notice is it's social media. It's called social media for a reason. And that's because, um, you know, you know that when you are putting out posts, what you love is people commenting on your stuff and then you can jump back in and respond to them and so on. That's what we like about it as humans. So it's no different for us as a brand. So when people say, my gosh, that looks amazing, um, how do I get there? We jump in and respond. And so we have guys that specifically work on, on, on this and in this space to add that humanity there. And I think a lot of brands don't do that. Um, I think they put out a post and just go, yep, here we are, and don't really interact. Mm. And I think that's a, um, 
that's the key thing. We found that engagement really works for us because it it keeps the conversation flowing. Mm. And we found really great examples where people go, um, you know, we'll put a shot up of Rapid Bay and people go, well, how do I get down there? And then there's self-moderating that happens. You know, other people go, actually, it's great. Um, you know, it's only like an hour and a bit drive and the best thing to do is kayaking. And then somebody else jumps in and says, well, hey, I know, you know, Bob's yeah. Kayaks over here does a great deal. And all this kind of stuff goes on within the tourism community, I guess. So, you know, you, you talked about Brand South Australia. What is the story around Brand South Australia? Because I'm very interested in stories yep. and how stories are told. Yep. Is that something that's an important consideration for what you do? There is actually an organisation called Brand SA, by the way. Um, we use their logo. So we use the, the, the Adelaide State logo. Mm. But for us, we talk about the tourism brand. So the tourism brand is five things. Um, we talk about it being authentic, boutique, immersive, uh, vibrant and contemporary. So we always come back to that. So we mm. say, like, let's make sure that we're showing the authentic Australia. The immersive experience is, you know, you can swim with pretty much anything in South Australia. But it's, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's even more than that. It's like, um, you know, if you go up to Barossa or you go to the McLaren Vale, invariably you'll probably be able to see the winemaker. You'll probably get introduced to, to some people who are like fifth generation family and they'll probably just go, you know what, come out and I'll show you some of the vineyards and so on. Like that kind of immersiveness and that realness, mm. that, going back to that authenticity. Um, you know, boutique is perfect. Like we don't compare ourselves at all to other states and, and cities around Australia. We, we are our own thing here. And it's perfect for tourism. People love the fact that, you know, we joke about, you know, you can buy a coffee at Adelaide Airport and it's still warm by the time you get into the Adelaide Hills. Like, you know, it's, it's an easy city to get around. Mm. It's got all the mod cons you need, but it doesn't have that oppressive size. And it's, it's one of those things, you know, be careful what you wish for. People sometimes go, I wish we were the size of Sydney or Melbourne, but mm. it's so difficult to get from inner Sydney in your hotel to get to Hunter Valley or get to Blue Mountains. Whereas here, you can get to seven wine regions within an hour. Um, you can get to Flinders Ranges really quickly and easily. Um, and, and, you know, it's very accessible. Mm. And then that vibrancy and contemporary piece is really important. So things like our events that we do, um, the calendar of events that are in Adelaide these days, the, the East End, the West End, you know, the, the great vibrancy that's now around the CBD, which is fantastic. Um, and that contemporary piece, you know, we, we, we have um, product like Southern Ocean Lodge, we have, um, which is beautiful and high end, but then we've got little places like Cabin, which has just opened in the Adelaide Hills, which is a gorgeous, you know, um, a, por a portable cabin that's just been, you know, dumped in near Belair National Park. And most of the rest of the world wants what we have, which is great. Mm. All right, look, I'm sold. I wouldn't live anywhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you mentioned influencers as well. Yeah. How are you weaving their stories into the SATC story? How do you use them yeah. to help, you know, spread your messages? For example, like, you know, millennials and um, Gen Y, these guys are just fabulous. Like half of these guys are like genuine filmmakers now. They can do amazing stuff. So we work with a lot of these young guys and, and the brief is often really simple. Um, we, For example, we did one with a couple of guys that have done some great projects that we just saw on Facebook and Instagram and went, wow, that looks great. Um, got them in and just said, you know what, um, what we'd love you to do is to go and shoot Adelaide from a young person's perspective and just show the multicultural, um, vibrant Adelaide city life that we all love and experience. 
that's the brief. And so these guys go off and do just the best stuff. And um, so they're showing, you know, skating through like um, Goodger Street area and, and cruising around um, down by the river bank and through the West and East End. And then we got them a few things, like they got access to a few concerts and so on and showed that. I mean, what comes out though is really authentic, really believable and user generated content. Like if it's too orchestrated, it just doesn't work. Mm. So the influencers we love working with are people that are really talented, got a great eye. Um, and pretty open brief, to be honest. We, we don't like to be that prescriptive. Mm. So we took a whole bunch of guys down to York Peninsula because we think that York Peninsula is uh, a gem and not enough people are getting down there and seeing it. So we just took guys down there and said, you know what, we're going to show you a few places. Go freelance from there and, and have a bit of fun. And the, the, the shots and images and the footage that came out of that just blew everyone away. Mm. And that's, that's the beauty because these guys are so talented and creative. Just use what they're good at. Mm. Well, one of those images got, you know, picked up by Instagram and right. went really far. Is that right? It did, yeah. It had like uh, a million likes and something crazy like 7,000 comments. I mean, it's just, yeah, crazy. You couldn't yeah. dream for that kind of stuff. No. So it was really cool. Just recently, we um, we signed a deal with a massive um, Chinese actor, Wang Xiaoming, um, to be our global brand ambassador for 12 months. So our voice with him, for example, is slightly different, um, mainly because he is expected and to be seen in a certain light in China, and he has 56 million followers on Weibo, for example. Um, so from that perspective, they expect to see him looking, you know, great and, and fashionable and amazing and whatever. But we then put that with our brand and said, well, our brand is, you know, these beautiful clean oceans, blue skies, expansive natural landscapes that we take for granted and love. So we sort of combined those two things together. And then we had the, all these beautiful images and footage and whatever that came out of that. Um, but what we produced with him would be very different to, say, for example, those young guys I was talking about. So is that you produce content that's just for that platform, just for in China? And how does that work? And how yeah. do Australian operators connect yeah. with that as well? It, yeah, so it is a little more specialised. Um, but you can operate a WeChat page from here. So people do that. Um, that's absolutely fine. And again, um, there's uh, an operator I know who most of his business is run through WeChat. Um, so all in Mandarin has uh, a Mandarin speaking staff member who manages that for him. And people like WeChat is phenomenal. You mm. can book, pay, do everything on WeChat. It's phenomenal. Mm. But if you wanted to go further than that and get really into it, in our case, what we've got is we've got obviously people on the ground, but also an agency on the ground in China. Yeah. Um, so most of our operators aren't at that stage yet. The, the, the bigger players are starting to get in, mm. into that space. Mm. Um, but certainly if you were here, just operating on WeChat would be ample. That would be, yeah. would, would be perfect. Um, we, we just need all of those markets to uh, continue to grow because then off the back of that, it means that the tourism industry, the visitor economy continues to invest in itself. And that's where we're at now. You know, it's this, this awesome experience now where you can see um, tourism operators getting new vans, getting new four-wheel drives, getting new staff, um, expanding their, their product. And it means that now we've got product like the Darrenberg Cube down at mm. McLaren Vale yeah. um, is unreal. You know, he would not have, like Chester would not have done that investment if um, Darrenberg already wasn't at the forefront of wine tourism. Um, and, and he could see that it was going to pay off and pay its way because it's a significant investment. 
but how good for us, right? Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. A yeah. really interesting project. Well, and you mentioned the 360 line experience at Monato. Very cool, yeah. So there, there's some great things which yeah. locally attract interest, but also internationally yeah. that covers the, covers the there, There's so much, like, there is so much happening. Like, you know, I think two years ago when I first came into the role, the number one thing that drove me was the fact that I never wanted somebody to say, there's nothing to do in Adelaide. Um, because I remember hearing that mm. about four years ago, and I always used to think, like my mum used to say, you know, if you're bored, you're boring, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, you're on, you're on something, mum. Yeah. And and I, I I really believe that now is that like people, there's no way that people can say there's nothing on in Adelaide because we make it our mission to put stuff out there. And, and there is these entrepreneurs doing amazing festivals, amazing products, the amount of new stuff that's opened up. Um, we, we were looking at a list the other day of significant product that's opened in the last year or so. Like it's just incredible, and people need to to get out and see it. Come to SA, check right. it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Brent. No worries. Thank you. For in conclusion, you. though, yeah, could you please share with me your number one? So you'll be the drop tip, which is your right. number one communication tip for how to connect. Yeah, I'd probably say the number one out of everything that I've found is always remembering that social media is social. So, because people often look to us like the small operators, etc., and say, should we be on social media? Absolutely, you should be. Um, be on Instagram, be on Facebook, tell your story, do, get all your links right, link it to your websites. It's, um, we, we have some businesses, for example, on the Air Peninsula that only operate off social media. It's their only marketing that they do, and they do really well. Um, understand the Chinese social media is really important. But when you do do it, then then interact with it. Mm. Um, and that might be employing somebody to do that or getting an intern or whatever to help you out uh, initially to see the value and then go and employ somebody. But be social and be engaged, engaging mm. and, and get involved. Mm. Um, because people are interested in what, you know, everyone's got to offer. Um, they just want to, you know, just find out more. And these days people are using things like Facebook and Instagram for everything. So, you know, the other day I wanted to do stand up paddleboarding. Normally you would just go to the website or ring them or whatever. But because I was out and about, I saw their post come up on Instagram and just asked them on Instagram, are you open on Monday? And they're like, yeah, we can take you. Mm. Um, so you do a booking through Instagram. I mean, that, that kind of thing, if you're not on top of that, you miss that. Yeah. Um, and increasingly that's what people are doing because they've got their mobile phones, they're out and about. Mm. That's what everybody's using. So use that um, media, use that method and, you know, sky's the limit. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, 
A waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time.